Hello and welcome to the Second Coming Scriptures, our study of the second coming of Christ and the scriptures that reference his second coming that are found throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Today I'm looking at Genesis chapter 12 and the first three verses. It's a very familiar passage of scripture for every student of the Bible, but I shall read it here and we shall make uh, some heavy reference to the original text in the Hebrew when we get down to verse 3. But let me read it from beginning in verse uh, 1. And Yahweh had said to Abraham, or I'm sorry, Abram, Abram, and Yahweh had said to Abram, get out of your country and from your family and from the house of your father to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation. Now, Abram here is 75 years old. His wife is old as well, and he has no children. They have no children of their own, so this is, this is really a tremendous act of faith, leaving everything that he knows, following a promise to a land that hasn't been revealed to him yet, and uh, to faithfully receive a promise of a child in his very old age. And I will, back to uh, verse 2. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Now, when it comes to the second coming scripture, what I really want to focus on is here in verse 3 of Genesis 12. Yahweh continues in his several promises here in these first three verses of chapter 12 that he makes to Abram. Avram. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. It's interesting phraseology. He will bless those who bless you and curse him who curses you. But that's not really what I want to focus on here. What I want to focus on is this last phrase. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now let's talk about this, okay? There is no doubt that from the outset there is a covenant, an eternal covenant that, that exists between the Father and the Son and Everything in God's creation is moving toward that time when God will absolutely cleanse everything by, by bringing in the new heaven and the new earth. And then those who will inhabit that place are, are the blessed, the blessed of God. And so the Bible is taking us through this tremendous, wonderful journey of how God brings out, calls out those who are his own, those whom he has promised to his son, and then how God works out redemption and salvation. How is this going to work from, from having fallen in sin into the guarantee that God will redeem and save and present those whom he would call and he, those whom he gives as a gift to his son? Well, it continues. Now, this is a view to the end of all things, which will carry us past 
this will carry us past um, the first heaven and the first earth. This was this will carry us past the close of the millennial kingdom. Uh, of course, it takes us through the times of the Gentiles, the times of nations. And the times of nations give way to the millennial kingdom. And then the millennial kingdom, uh, the Bible says, Paul writes to the Corinthians, and he will, that is the Christ, will deliver the kingdom up to the Father. Uh, of course, then comes in the great white throne judgment, and uh, the elements will melt, the elements will melt with fervent heat, and first heaven and first earth passed away. Okay, so here is a tremendous blessing. Now, I want to look at it in the Hebrew text. And in you, and and the 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 word here, and uh, it's a it's a it's a Hebrew word that comes to us in a. Of course, it's a verb, and it's in the uh, it's in the nafal nafal. And it's a it's what's called a conjunctive perfect. All right. So the nafal is uh, in the Hebrew is a passive form. It's a it's a verb form that is that is passive. Now, now here's what does what does what does being passive mean? Maybe you can draw back up on your eighth and ninth grade uh, English a little bit. But what it what it means here is that in the passive voice. It conveys the idea that the subject is acted upon by an outside power. Okay. So who's being acted upon? Well, the families of the earth. Well, who is the power from outside acting, doing, making sure this happens? Well, it's Yahweh who is making this promise through Abram. Abram. So in you, that is in Abraham, Something in Abraham will finally produce that which provides the great blessing for all the families of the earth. Okay, we've, I hope you follow me here. In you. So Yahweh, Almighty God, is going to act. And he's going to act on Abram. Now, we already have seen. We're, we're, okay, Genesis twelve is a is a um, separating point from from the first eleven chapters of Genesis. Uh, the first eleven chapters uh, tell us about the early history and the flood and all of those things, the Tower of Babel, and we we begin to have the establishment of God's relationship to man, and. Uh, very briefly and in a vague sense, those who him, whom he has called to himself in the in the first 11 chapters of Genesis. But the whole thing is focused, and I think we looked at this last time, the whole thing is focused on the promise that God made regarding the seed of woman. Now, this tells us that the woman uh, whose seed will will crash down upon the head of the serpent is coming this this woman is coming from Avram Avram and therefore the seed also not just the woman but her seed the virgin birth the virgin will produce 
in a miraculous way, uh, the Savior. Uh, he, of course, he's already the main character here uh, after the fall because he's the Savior. He's identified as such in Genesis 3. So how's God going to do that? God is very clear. He moves on. He said, I will establish my covenant with you, and then I'm with you. And then, of course, there was Noah and so forth. But now we come to Abram. So God is establishing this covenant with Abram. He promises to make him a great nation, but here is where we're looking. In you, that is within you, all the families of the earth, all the families of Adam, Ha'adama, that's how it reads, really. All of them, and Mishpachot, the, the, the families, these are smaller units than a nation. This is not the word for nation in, in the Hebrew. It's word for families and clans and so forth. So it's a, it's a personal thing. And uh, God is very careful in in uh, his call to salvation and those whom he knows. God knows. He's not just making a broad stroke here. God is making a very specific promise, and he's going to use the descendants of Avram to bring in this blessing. And in you, of course, that would speak of, of the, uh, the descendants of Avram, in you. So, he will, he will have a child. He's an old man, and his wife is old, and they're beyond childbearing time, but still, God was God's going to bring a child through them, and ultimately, the child, the virgin-born Christ. So this is a view to the salvation of and the redemption of the elect of God, and a final view to our deliverance out of the first order of things, into the final order of things, the new heaven and the new earth, this great blessing. And it comes to us uh, very personally. Um, it, God is meticulous in what he says because he uses, Mishpah, he uses that, the families, the families of Adam, Ha-Adama, the families, some would translate that of the earth, the families of Adam. So, God guarantees that the curse of sin will be broken and that he has his own whom he will call to himself and he's going to use Avram as a a vehicle of that blessing and it is in him. So we follow his story and the story of his descendants through the rest of the Old Testament which then will finally carry us to the Christ of God. And all of those genealogies will stop with Jesus Christ because they're not important anymore. God makes his point that he brings us all the way to that wonderful, lonely, sublime figure who is virgin born and finally will hang on the cross for his own and ultimately will be resurrected to ascend into heaven and finally come for us someday and judge everybody and bring those of us who belong to him into our wonderful blessing that God promised way back here in uh, Genesis. So the second coming scriptures continue here with Genesis, most specifically chapter 12 and verse 3. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening. We'll, we'll pick up continuing with this study uh, next time. And God bless you. Thank you for listening.